Have your nightmare. Have your nightmare. Welcome to Info from the A, the place where nightmares are made. Altogether, the day was good. I really enjoyed the days that I had got to spend with mom and dad, even if it were to just talk to them about while being freaked out. Anyways, at some point uh, during down the road, I do expect to talk to young Crow. I'll get to walk up to his house at some point. A few days later, I walked up the road to his house, at least what I thought was his house. It had been a while since I had been up there. The trees and shrubs and hedges around his house were unkept, which was really not like this man at all. He definitely kept up his home and land. I also noticed that his car wasn't there, and then I noticed a for sale sign in the upper left-hand corner of his front yard. I sighed and said to myself, now what am I supposed to do? I guess I would have to try to find out where he went. I walked down the road and finally made it back to my home. As soon as I stepped through the front door, the phone rang. I answered it before my mom could. It was my friend Mark and he was just checking to see what I was up to. I told him that I was getting ready for dinner, then off to bed I would go for I was pretty tired. I would just see him the next day at school, I told him. The following day, uh, during first period, we had class and gotten started on our current assignment. And it was one of those work assignments that our teacher would give, and then he would go talk to one of his other teachers, I guess. After I saw that my teacher was gone, I walked over to my friend Mark and asked to meet me at the flagpole after lunch. After our first period class was over, I could not wait to talk to him, oh, and Helen, of course. Finally, the moment of the day, we three met at the flagpole. I began to describe my thoughts on Mr. Young Crow to Helen and Mark, and they both said that I should go to the courthouse and look up the public records of the address where Young Crow had lived, just to see if he actually moved out or sold the place or something. So I went ahead and made plans uh, for this later that afternoon. After school was finally over, I finally got back home. 
I asked mom to drive me over to the courthouse and she asked why and I told her. Uh, she, she said sure, but she would drive me over to it here just a little bit. And I'm glad that she decided uh, to take me because the courthouse would be closing very soon that day. I found the, the proper person to talk to and eventually found out that not only did Mr. Crow not reside in his house, but he had died some time back. It was then that I had realized that this distraction my dad had talked about would probably be never figured out, since this native neighbor was the key for me figuring it out. Well, at least somewhat. Altogether, I felt defeated, but I knew that life would surely go on. Even though this was a weekday, I decided to make like I was sick and decided to tell mom and dad that I did not feel very well. I then went off to bed so I could get up the next day feeling fresh and have some quiet time to myself. So just maybe I could have final time to reflect and move on. I actually slept very well while getting up, changing from my pajamas to regular clothes. I could hear the birds chirping and see the sun shining through my window. I was going to make this a good day or else. This, of course, was a sign for me that I could move on and there again with my life. A few hours had passed on this day and I walked outside to get a breath of fresh air and check the mail. Everything was addressed to my mom, so I just walked inside the house and laid it on the kitchen table. I randomly looked over my shoulder to see a stack of old newspapers and several cans of paint and I, I thought to myself, the treehouse needs painting. So I will be talking to dad about this paint later on this weekend. Uh, as some time passed uh, through this week, the weekend finally came to be. I talked to my father about painting the treehouse and he thought that it would be a good idea. I got my four wheeler and then loaded up the painting stuff, the brushes, rollers, and like five cans of paint then took the trip down to the area where the treehouse was. Automatically thinking this was going to be a quick job would soon be short-lived. It ended up taking me like seven hours to complete the job. Phew, I was trying, but it sure looked good. I trekked back up to the house to take a shower, uh, ate dinner, and then off to bed. <clears throat> the next day, being Saturday, I got up rather early. I got up, go outside, and tinker with a few odd and end things. My dad was over at his pickup truck. I believe he was at this time changing oil, and I walked up to him and asked if he needed anything. He asked me to get him the 5 8 wrench out of the barn so he could remove the drain plug from the oil pan. I told him okay. I walked over to the barn to fetch the toolbox. I walked in. To our dank barn and grabbed the box. I heard something over my shoulder. It sounded like a low toned sound, a sound at first that I did not recognize. I brushed it off, then left the barn. I made it back to my dad in the toolbox. I set it down and told him I would be right back. I told him that I checked on something and I walked back over towards the barn then over near the fence row behind our house, the sound was then getting more recognizable. 
It sounded like something was to say my name. Alan. The voice said, I actually responded with a what? What? The voice then drew my attention over to the left a little. The voice was coming from what I could tell was a pale-skinned man, and the man's clothing was unrecognizable but ripped up pretty bad. After I guess he saw that I saw him, he said for me to leave. I asked who he was, and he replied again, leave this land. He then disappeared. I actually remember my dad telling me of something similar that had happened to him. I ran over to him quickly to tell him he was still under his truck. I shouted for him with a loud voice. He said to me, what is it, son? I told him what I saw. He told me to stay where I was. I crawled out from under his truck and he did as well. Son, I think someone is trying to talk to us. My dad told me. He told me this with a wrench in his hand and dead serious look upon his face. I told dad where this happened at and he said, let's go back up there where this man was. I was actually trembling at this point. Dad led and I followed, but to our dismay, there was no one there. Shit, Dad said. Maybe we should contact the police. I said. Then the man appeared to us both. We walked up to him closer than before. His pale skin became fuller of color. His face actually became more noticeable. The man or ghost, I should say, once again told us both to leave this land. I'll be damned if it weren't Mr. Young Crow. He told us this and then vanished. My dad thought his eyes were playing a trick on him until I reminded him that I saw it too. I told him that I wanted to take a walk for a bit on this nice day to think about some things. He said, okay, but he would, but he would be contacting the police because we could both confirm that this man or ghost was actually someone we knew. I began my walk down the path into the woods. The path I was going to take was a bit long. I had to stop to make, I had to stop to make before I reached the end of my walk. I stopped by the area of the formation made by rocks and shouted. I shouted, why? Why are you doing this to my family? There was nothing but silence. There was nothing but a story being foretold eventually. I'm guessing it begins and ends with my family, I told myself. Even though I got no response, I wasn't actually expecting one. I just wanted to vent some and then keep my pace of a good walk. Everything that had happened to my family over the years has absolutely made no sense. The paces of my steps became faster and faster 
as I began to try to make sense of all this. As my feet left the wooded path and finally touched the asphalt to lead me back home, I noticed down the street that there was someone else walking towards me in the opposite direction. It was Helen. I couldn't believe my eyes. She was a breath of fresh air, and I'm going to call this a good beginning, I told myself. She was glowing to my eyes, and I felt that this was the beginning of something great in my life, a new chapter. Thankfully, like my parents, she believes in me as well.